Welcome to Females and Fine Fettle, from Wiped Out to Wealth. This is where conscientious women entrepreneurs and women living like a boss come to learn about balancing their personal and professional wellness with ease. If you have the enthusiasm, motivation, and grit to make it happen, then listen up every Monday. To be sure you don't miss an episode, sign up for weekly updates at femalesandfinefettle.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please don't apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Now, here are your hosts, Denise Pasquinelli and Dr. Michelle, your natural women's health advocates who blend the wisdom of ancient healing traditions and the science of functional medicine. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode. This month, we are going to be talking all about stress and resilience. And today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, poop. (laughs) But don't worry, we're not going to be talking about the brown stuff, but more so about how your brain and your gut interact. Now, you've probably heard of the gut-brain connection, but do you actually know what that means? To give a super simple example, let's do a little experiment. Think of vinegar. Let's think of raw apple cider vinegar to make it even more specific. Think of the color, the smell, the temperature the taste, how it feels in your mouth. Now, I'm already salivating, but you might not be anywhere near vinegar, but you're probably salivating too, right? Even just a bit. Um, So this is just one example of how connected our brain and gut are, right? Like our brain is basically sending this message to our gut and our digestive system is responding. But, um, you know, what about getting butterflies in your stomach? That's another example. The enteric or gastrointestinal nervous system is as complex as our spinal cord, which is why it's often termed our second brain. And it contains around 100 million neurons, which is more than our spinal cord or our peripheral nervous system. That's crazy. And when it comes to our brain, our digestive tract is actually responsible for around 95% of our serotonin, which is the neurotransmitter most commonly associated with happiness. Hello, Mm -hmm. gut-brain connection, right? So that being said, if our gut is inflamed or distressed in any way, it can directly affect our mood. But this communication highway works both ways. So when we're stressed or constantly distracted by day-to-day tasks, our digestive system can easily get thrown out of whack, and then things can take a turn for the worst. Some people get disaster pants, (laughs) and others tend to hold on to their luggage like a life vest. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, that's a fun way to put it, Um, but it's... (laughs) So true. That happy hormone that you mentioned, serotonin, also contributes to motility or the muscular undulation that is required to have a bowel movement, which is likely contributing to that disaster pants (laughs) or holding of the luggage that you mentioned earlier. Yet another gut-brain connection. And I have to say that this connection between the gut and the brain is really fascinating to me. I have heard that the gut and the brain develop from the same embryonic tissue. And as the fetus develops, they split apart to grow into the important organs we know and love today, 
but they both originated from the very same tissue. Isn't that wild? Totally. It's so cool. This body of ours is fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) For uh, decades, a lot of doctors and scientists have actually thought that anxiety and depression and other mood disorders and imbalances were having direct impacts on our digestive response. But with more research emerging, it, it actually looks like it might be the other way around. So inflammation and irritation along our GI tract, along with an imbalanced microbiome, so our good or bad bacteria that have been, you know, thrown out of whack, can actually send signals to the brain that trigger mood changes. Super interesting stuff. This is actually one major reason why we focus on healing the gut pretty much with all the women that I work with. One of the things I see really frequently is leaky gut, also called intestinal permeability, where this gut inflammation and irritation has caused the gut lining to lose its integrity. So it it starts letting bacteria, food particles, and even toxins through, which can really activate and confuse our immune system. Yes, and that leaky gut is very often associated with autoimmune conditions for that very reason. This confusion of the immune system can look like the immune system turning its attention to organs and glands in the body, attacking them as if they were the intruder. And if this goes on too long, the function of those glands and organs can be severely compromised. So this is yet another reason to get focused on healing the gut and specifically healing the gut lining. If we can lessen the food particles and toxins that are entering into the bloodstream, we can give the immune system a chance to relax, which means that less damage is going to happen to those important parts of our bodies. Yes, exactly. And that's definitely a topic that I address um, in my masterclass. It's one of the main root causes that I see for hormonal imbalances in general. Anyway, so when we have this leaky gut and an overactive and confused immune system, we can end up with leaky brain or permeability of the blood-brain barrier also. So just really important things to consider and take note of. So aside from healing the gut, we also want to make sure that the information highway connecting our gut and our brain is really operating at its best. This super highway is called our vagus nerve, and there are things that we can do to help its tone and function. Mm, I just love the vagus nerve. It is completely astonishing to me. Vagus means wander, and the vagus nerve is called the wandering nerve because as it reaches brainstem to tail, it sends out little fibrous tendrils that connect the brainstem to the visceral organs in the body. So those are organs like our heart, our lungs, our liver, and other digestive organs. It literally is the gut-brain connection that Dr. Michelle has been talking about, and it plays an incredibly important role in creating harmony with all of these vital organs that I just mentioned. Yes, exactly. Our vagus nerve isn't only responsible for our gut-brain connection, but as Denise mentioned, it literally touches all of our vital organs. So by supporting this nerve and increasing our vagal tone, we also make our body better at regulating 
blood sugar levels, reducing our risk of diabetes, stroke, cardiovascular disease. Um, whereas if we don't support and sort of exercise this nerve, we end up with low vagal tone, which has been associated with chronic inflammation and chronic inflammation can lead to a whole host of not only gut issues, but really systemic disease. Yeah, and that the vagus nerve is also responsible for initiating hormones like prolactin and oxytocin, feel-good hormones that help to relax and soothe the body, as well as feel connection to other people. So if your vagus nerve is all toned and strong, it's very likely that you will be the first to chill in a stressful situation, and it supports the relaxed anti-inflammatory state that is best for healing. In that relaxed state, our bodies are more primed for recovery, repair, optimal digestion, and conception, all processes that the body puts off in a state of stress. Yes, totally. From my clinical experience, pretty much every woman I work with could use a little help reconnecting with that relaxed state. (laughs) Totally. I think we all can. Yeah. One approach to toning up that vagus nerve and getting into that relaxed state is by doing some deep belly breathing. So in this practice, you really want to let your belly stick way out on that inhale, which doesn't always happen in our day-to-day breathing, right? Unfortunately, it feels like it's more typical to suck that belly in. At least that's one of my habits. (laughs) So this deep belly breathing might be something worth practicing. The goal is to inhale deeply for five counts and then let and really let that belly pooge out. (laughs) Then hold the breath for five counts at the top of the inhale. Then on the exhale, you exhale for five counts and really pull that belly in to help push all of that air out. And then you hold the breath out for five counts at the bottom of the exhale. Shall we try this? Ah, This box breath is a really, really great practice. And it's something you could easily do while waiting at a stoplight or as you're transitioning from one activity to another. So let's do it. Okay, so let's do it. Let's start with an inhale. Well, I'll, I'll count us out. So when you inhale, remember, you really want to let that belly stick way out. So inhale, two, three, four, five. And then let's hold at the top for five. Two, three, four, five. Now exhale and really pull that belly in so you get all of that air out. Two, three, four, Five and now keep that sucked in and hold for five, two, three, four, five. Then you can breathe normally. This breathing technique really strengthens that vagus nerve and it's going to engage the parasympathetic system, helping to calm you down and relax your body as well as quell anxieties. It's pretty good stuff. I try to start the day with it, um, usually when I'm still in bed, and I'll do a few rounds of this deep belly breathing or box breathing, as Dr. Michelle mentioned. Mm. I'll put one hand on my heart and one hand on my belly and breathe deep, bringing my attention into my body. 
You could toss in some gratitude at the same time if you like, but it uh, definitely is going to do wonders to start the day nice and slow and steady and grounded rather than stressed and already feeling like you're behind. You know what I mean by that feeling? Like you haven't even hit the floor yet and you already feel like you're running late. Uh, Yeah. No bueno. (laughs) Mornings are definitely my time for self-care, so I like to take it slow for sure. And this is a really great way to bring some of that mindfulness to your day. I also want to mention, you know, I have had a few clients that get a little bit of anxiety around breath work. So if the five count is too much, just start with something smaller. You can start with a one count or two count or three count and work your way up as your um, sort of lung capacity and um, just comfortability with the exercise improves. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. Thank you for mentioning that. Back to that real rushed feeling in the morning. I know that that sensation contributes to challenging poops <laughs> for some. I, it definitely can for me. And I often hear this from my clients. That rushed feeling in the morning definitely challenges your body to be in the relaxed state that it needs to be in to have a nice bowel movement. But those deep belly breaths can help to slow things down. And as we now know, they help to calm the gut and the brain. So definitely try that out in whatever way is most comfortable for you. Yeah, for sure. By slowing ourselves down, it's kind of like we're actually promoting movement in the gut. So kind of (laughs) cool. Totally. The other really crazy thing about the whole gut-brain connection is that your gut sends little electric messages up the vagus nerve to the brain. And these electrical pulses have been measured by scientists, and it's thought to be the scientific example of having a gut feeling or that sensation when you just know something is a good idea or a bad idea, but you're not really sure why. The reasoning may very well be this intelligence that's residing in our guts. Uh, Yes, I love this and how it creates sort of a whole new spin on intuition, right? I feel like all my wheels are turning. I'm thinking about the solar plexus and how we digest and absorb information about our surroundings and how, you know, when we interpret information that conjures up fear in us or what we might interpret as anxiety, our gut responds sometimes through sensations like those butterflies or physically by resulting in disaster pants or being plugged (laughs) up, right? It's just like, it's super interesting stuff and something that um, we might have to dive into a bit deeper in a future episode. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We'll see. So there you have it. I hope this gives you, you know, a little insight into how stress can affect our digestion and how working on toning up your vagal nerve can help you create more resilience in your life. And as an added bonus, our freebie today is a list of additional tips and tricks on how to tone up that vagus nerve. Um, so be sure to check that out. Before we sign off, I have a free live masterclass coming up called The Five Root Causes and The Single Most Important Test for Hormone Imbalances. And I would love for you to join me. So you can visit femalesinfinefettle.com forward slash hormone webinar, all one word. But I will also add it to the show notes. Mm, That sounds like an awesome class. (laughs) Fun. Uh, All right, friends, we cannot wait to meet you back here next week. In episode 39, we'll be talking about how routines and rituals can actually decrease the stress and chaos throughout your day. So be sure to tune in. 
And if you're enjoying listening to this podcast, please leave us a review. We would love to know what you think. Have a great rest of your week and bye for now. Thank you for listening to Females and Fine Fettle from Wiped Out to Wealthy, a podcast to fit your lifestyle. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at femalesandfinefettle.com. If you have questions or topic ideas for upcoming episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please be sure to tune in next week.